want to welcome you to our fourth day of looking through Matthew chapter 27. We're looking at the death, and then next week we're going to see the resurrection of Jesus. But in these last few verses of chapter 27, we see what happens in between. What happens in between his death and resurrection? What happens the moment that Jesus dies? What happens as he is buried? And we can learn a lot from what happens in between. Our focus is usually on the cross and on the tomb. But in these moments in between, we can learn some truths about Jesus. You learn the truth about who Jesus is and why he came from what happens immediately after he has died. We've seen all through the trials, and then even as he's on the cross, even the soldiers, even the religious leaders, even the people, everyone has been ridiculing him. Everyone's been telling lies about him, even those who died alongside of him. It's been happening all throughout the day. At the moment of his death, the real truth about Jesus becomes clear. Listen to verses 51 to 54. At that moment, the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, rocks split apart, and tombs opened. The bodies of many godly men and women who had died were raised from the dead. They left the cemetery after Jesus' resurrection and went into the holy city of Jerusalem and appeared to many people. The Roman officer and the other soldiers at the crucifixion were terrified by the earthquake and all that had happened. And they said, this man truly was the Son of God. Now, we're going to look together today at four things from these verses that happened immediately when Jesus died. And then tomorrow we're going to look at three additional things that happened just after his death. And from all of them, we learn about faith. We learn why Jesus came. First thing that happens, verse 51 the curtain was torn. And from that, we learned that Jesus came to make you the dwelling place of God. That's why that curtain was torn. When Jesus cries out with this loud voice, he gives up his spirit. At that moment, the curtain in the temple is torn in two from top to bottom. The places where God allowed his people to experience his presence were the tabernacle, and then the temple in Jerusalem. There was a specific place that you would go to to experience the presence of God. And if you've studied this, you know that in the temple, there was the outer room where sacrifices were made, and then there was the inner room or the Holy of Holies. That was where the ark was. That was where the presence of God was said to reside. And only one person, the high priest, was allowed to enter that holy place of God's presence and him only once a year to offer sacrifice for the sins of the people. After he'd made purification for his own sins, he went in to offer a sacrifice for the sins of the people. And in fact, before he went in, they would tie a rope to him so that if he went in and he had a heart attack or something happened and he died, the others could not go in. Only the high priest could go in. Anyone else who went in would suffer death. So they realized if he went in and he died, you couldn't get him out for a year until the next high priest went in. So they tied a rope to him so they could pull him out in case he died when he was in there. That's how holy this place was, this dwelling place of God. And the moment Jesus dies, this curtain, this thick curtain that separates the two, it's torn in two. It's not separated apart. It's torn in two. It's one solid curtain from top to bottom. This miraculous moment of God declaring, in essence, God is declaring, I am changing my address Instead of my presence residing in this temple, I'm tearing this curtain apart to say that because of the death of Jesus and the resurrection of Jesus that is coming, I'm now going to go and reside in the hearts of men, in the hearts of women. That is where I'm going to live. You are now the temple of God. You are now the tabernacle of God as a follower of Jesus. His spirit lives in your life. 
And the tearing of that curtain was saying that that's exactly what God had intended all along. That the temple, the tabernacle, they'd been looking forward to this moment all along. The true holy of holies is your heart. And the fact that God wants to reside in your heart. How can he do that? You're an imperfect person. They had to make all these sacrifices, all these sins to make sure it was a purified place. He can do that because Jesus made the sacrifice. And when Jesus finished the sacrifice, when he gave himself for us, at that moment, the curtain was torn. What an amazing moment. That's the first thing that we see happens in these verses. The second thing that we see happens is the earth shakes. There's this earthquake that happens. From that, we're reminded of the truth that Jesus, why did Jesus come? He came to set creation right. And his death shakes all of creation. At the second coming of Jesus, all of creation will be changed. There'll be a new heaven and a new earth. We know that at the sin of Adam and Eve, there was a fall of not just Adam and Eve, but all of creation. All of creation was affected by their sin. All of creation lives with the results of their sin. That's why we have earthquakes. That's why we have wars. That's why we have natural disasters. Both the sins that we commit and also the sins that we've committed that have affected this creation cause us to realize this is not a stable place. This is not a place to live for eternity. Well, Jesus shook all of creation even when he died. And it's a symbol to us. It's a reminder to us that one day he's going to shake it again. Once more, it will be shaken, the Bible says in the book of Hebrews. But it will be shaken in that time so that it can be changed for eternity. Just once more, just once more, it will be shaken. And in that once more time of being shaken, God's going to create a new heaven and a new earth that's going to last forever. That's why Jesus came, to look forward to that day. We're still looking forward to some of the results of why Jesus came, why Jesus died. A third thing happens, a little thing that happens. The dead are raised. People come out of their tombs alive. And it's a reminder of why Jesus came. Jesus came to give us life. He came to give us eternal life, and he came to give us abundant life. Jesus dies, and immediately some tombs are opened. Now, remember, their tombs were not dug into the ground like many of ours are today. A lot of times they were in caves, and you would have a a rock over that cave, even as Jesus is going to be buried soon. And those rocks were broken in two, or they were split apart. And the bodies of godly men and women, they were raised from the dead. Now, I don't know what they did for the next few days. The Bible says they left the cemetery after Jesus' resurrection, and they went into the holy city of Jerusalem. So I I don't know if they sat and like played cards, or what did they do for the few days until the resurrection of Jesus? But they did something there together. They celebrated that they were alive. And then when Jesus is raised, they're seen to be raised. They're seen to be resurrected. The life of Jesus is so powerful that even at his death, people are being resurrected. Now, in one sense, you can say they were resuscitated. I understand the theology of that because they're going to die again. When Jesus is resurrected, he gets a resurrected body that's going to live forever and ever and ever, like you and I are going to get a body like that someday. But the the fact that even in the death of Jesus, life is being given in that moment shows you the power of the death of Jesus. He came to give us life. His death gives us life. And the dead are raised, even as he's dying, to show us that. And then a fourth thing happens in this moment. The soldiers give witness. These Roman soldiers who earlier had been ridiculing Jesus, he was just another prisoner. They'd seen it happen a hundred times, a thousand times. So they ridiculed him like they ridiculed all the other prisoners. This one was called a king, so they turned him into a king. One who was called a, uh, a thief, they would mock him as a thief. Whatever crime you were accused of, they would mock you for it. But then they watched Jesus die. 
And in that moment of his death, they see the power of Jesus. These powerful men, in the moment of his death, they see the power of Jesus. And they say, truly, this was the Son of God. It's a reminder that Jesus came to reach the lost. Even in his death, people are recognizing the lost. The Roman soldiers, who have no relationship with him, no relationship with God, they're being drawn to him. You and I are witnesses, but we're witnesses of Jesus and what Jesus has done. People aren't going to be drawn to me. They're not going to be drawn to you. They might see something different in me or you, but they also see too much that's the same, too many struggles. What they'll be drawn to is Jesus in you. What they'll be drawn to is what Jesus has done for you. What they'll be drawn to is the love of Christ for you. And the soldiers saw that. They saw Jesus. The more you and I can help people to see Jesus, the power of Jesus, the love of Jesus, the more people are going to be drawn to him. In this moment, powerful men are invited to see his power. Whatever the need of my life, the truth of who Jesus is, it's going to draw me in in that moment. That's what happened the moment that Jesus died. It tells us who Jesus really is. Let's take a moment to just give him praise. Thank him. Jesus, as we pray, we thank you for who you are. And we thank you that even at the moment of your death, we're reminded that you came to live in us. You came to make of us a dwelling place, a temple. We're reminded that you came to set creation right, that even now the way that it is, it will not be that way. One day there'll be a new heaven and a new earth. Once more it will be shaken. We're reminded that you came to give us life. Even in your death there is life. We're reminded that you came to reach us when we were lost. You came to reach those around us who are lost, who who don't know you. You're giving a witness still today. And we're grateful. We're grateful for the truth of who you are and the fact that it speaks with such clarity thousands of years later. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, tomorrow we're going to see some evidence for the resurrection of Jesus that comes even before the resurrection of Jesus.